Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Savage, January 6, 2021. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Uh, actually, it, it, any goddamn night this week, you know what that means. There's wrestling on every single night, every single morning, every single afternoon. I'm pretty sure like around brunch, there's something on. I, I don't know. I, I just expect PWG's brunch spectacular to launch without any notice. But we love being here. We're here to talk AEW. Uh, New Year's Smash. We're here to talk NXT, New Year's Evil. I'm joined by Robert DeFelice. He has had a long week. Oh, yeah. He's joined me on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, where we did a night to watch along. I'm yeah. joined by Alex Palowski. He joins me on uh, Fightful Select, and he doesn't join me. He does a one-man show, and it's a real good one-man show. People were very excited for your show last night. I, I, uh, I, I read to close the show last night. I read from the Dr. Seuss classic, Vincent K. McMahon. Will you please go now? Uh, so, so you can catch that on Fightful Select. Uh, it, it's, it's about the last uh, five minutes of an hour and forty-five minute diatribe against the booking of Raw. Let, let's just let you guys in on what the last twenty-four hours of Fightful Select have looked like. In the way of shows, Alex's sour graps, in which people were DMing me saying, hey, do you know when that will be up? And I said, no, I never do. But <laughs> sometime in the wee hours. And the funny thing is, Alex and I have similar enough schedules to where I can edit his audio before I even go to bed now. So those are always up on audio and video by then. But he does them live on Fightful Select. We had My New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 15 review. We had The List Goes On, which is our List from Your Boy Post show. I had Ethan Page news because people were like, whoa, I thought he was a free agent. He's advertised for this vape. Got news on it. I got news on what happened with Goldberg and Drew McIntyre. Why did this happen? What was supposed to happen? I got an, a little bit of an update on Kyle O'Reilly, but I also had the identity of someone who is going to get called up or at least planned for it. 
So subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. While we're here and I'm doing plugs, head over to YouTube.com slash FightfulScraps. We need those watch hours up. I posted a Blue Chew Read compilation because I know that's the kind of thing you guys are into. We've got the Fightful Funniest Moments. We've got Epic Triggered Rants. And then, of course, a bunch of uh, interview clips. But let's go ahead and get into it. I switched it up this week. Robert called his shot in the staff chat and said, I'm going to cover NXT. So I hit up Alex and I said, you know what? Why don't you cover AEW? It's a bit of a switch. I'm excited for it. It, it turns out it was a pretty good night to cover AEW. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Only one of the biggest things of the year <laughs> in wrestling. Yeah, uh, we got a Bullet Club reunion, which they don't own the rights to that. I don't think they care because uh, they also don't own the rights to Too Sweet, and they were doing that. But uh, the Elite has expanded, so to speak. I'm very excited to talk about this. Really, a couple really good shows. Like The things that I expected to be really good, Alex, were, in fact, really, really good tonight. Oh. God, what an amazing night. Like there was things like it, like I, I'm all for switching it up every now and then. As, it, as I said, turns out it was a pretty great day to cover AEW. But I'd be lying if I if I said I wasn't super excited for a couple of the matches that were on NXT. And I made sure to whenever AEW went, went to commercial, I was like, let me go and rewind and maybe I catch some of that that I missed. Because, uh, yeah, there's some great stuff on NXT tonight. Guys, uh, please leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. And also, please donate a super chat if you want to get your question or statement read on the air. If you're in the mood to have more stuff read on the air, well, I've got a Q&A show that will be going up later this week on FightfulSelect.com. You can ask several questions over there. But, uh, yeah, the Bullet Club situation is a very hot topic. We will be getting to that. Speaking of, Young Bucks and SCU defeated the Acclaimed and Hybrid 2. Man, if you wanted an example of how to use a celebrity on a show, I thought AEW did it pretty well tonight. Uh, first off, I haven't, haven't given Robert the opportunity to say much, but the Acclaimed right out of the gate, they took a shot at Snoop Dogg. I like that. You're maximizing Snoop Dogg's upside on this show. Yeah, they they were going for it. They called Snoop Dogg out. They said, hey, we're doing the John Cena gimmick, and that's so petty, but if we're John Cena's, then the Bucks are Janetti's, and I just thought, <laughs> oh, boy, that's real good. That's the best line they've done since they came in. Yeah. The match was good. Uh, we ended up getting SCU and Young Bucks winning. I loved the pivot to the best Meltzer ever. That was a move that Kazarian and Daniels were doing back when they feuded with the Young Bucks. They would do a moonsault pile driver combo and i thought that was a great adjustment a good match and then seu challenged them afterwards i love this christopher daniels is 50 doing this moonsault alex yeah uh, i'm here for the, like the last charge of this seu group yeah i mean it's interesting too because um scorpio sky um like kind of feels like it's separate from from these two guys now um, and that's and that's totally fine with me because I feel like he's is a uh, major single star of the future for AEW. Um, but I, I I like the idea of like these guys doing one last charge together. Let's let, if if we go down, we're going down together, and then that's it. Like I think that's a pretty cool way to do it, especially because it turns out the young bucks aren't maybe who we thought they were by the end of the night. So that's a whole different kind of. Um, uh, a match now that, that may be uh, in the future. And the thing that get, gets me optimistic about this is 
Kazarian and Daniels have a pretty storied history with Bullet Club as well. I mean, Kazarian like fake joined them to swerve them at one point, and that seems like the kind of thing that AEW would play off of. It seems like the kind of thing they would give a nod to, and that gets me really excited. Now, I don't think SCU are going to win these tag team titles, but as you mentioned, it seems like Scorpio Sky has kind of gone out on his own now. I do wish there was a bit of a story there, too. Yeah which maybe they're waiting to like have him show up and help them or something, which I'm all for as well, because he hasn't been doing much of anything lately. Yeah. I mean, you got Scorpio Sky, who's going to be doing a lot of things in the new year. He's got his new podcast. I'm already starting to think, all right, when are we getting to fans again? You already have about a thousand people. When are we running the bullet club blood and guts match? Because they just set up a five man team. And I think, it's about time. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited to see what happens here, and I think this is a good feud. AEW's really good at setting feuds up uh, pretty pretty quickly. Backstage, we see Miro and 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 Kip Sabian, and they uh, they talk about they talk to uh, Chuck and Orange Cassie, and Trent Beretta is going to be out four or five months. But Chuck Taylor challenges Miro next week for to a singles match. And the loser of the match will have to be the other's young boy until the Sabian and Penelope wedding. I like this step. Yeah, this is, it's a fun step. Um, I also just I really appreciate just Chuck Taylor's overall style because we I I I cover too much WWE product. Like just the idea of him having the the interview, and then you hear Miro off screen. Like yelling as he walks in, it's like, or Miro could just come in and interrupt me. I don't know. What's yeah, wrong with me. Like that, that's that's a kind of deadpan, uh, um, understated humor that we they're they're just never allowed to show on most WWE programming because yes. it's too subtle. And I really appreciate that kind of character in this kind of a match with, with Miro, where I feel like I feel like the best storyline is probably Miro gets him to, to to be his young boy, which is could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm already thinking, how is Chuck Taylor going to interrupt this wedding? What are they going to have Chuck do? Will he be the ring like you know, bearer, ring bearer, bearer and or, flower girl? Both. And he should be. You know, this will be a very fun wedding. I just love that that Chuck was like, whatever gets you away from me quickest. Yeah, sure, I'll do it. I love it. Uh, I think that Chuck's work is some of the most uniquely aggressive work in wrestling. Like if you watch him and he pile drives somebody, like you, he means it. He means that pile driver. Also, Miro's outfit. At this point, I want him to start putting those those clothes on the line, like defending them like they're his own championship. And when somebody's like, you can't do that. And he's like, Taz has his own belt. Why can't I? Like, this is worth more than that. Also, Chuck being a young boy would be pure comedy. He's the funniest guy yeah. in wrestling. Uh, I did a scrum with him and uh, Trent Beretta last year at StarCast. It was so funny. He had a little Band-Aid on his arm. They just got blood work done. And I said, hey, you got a Band-Aid on your arm. What's it for? He goes, oh, I do heroin. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, oh. (laughs) He is so funny. He's great. Uh, Kyrick says, love the content. Keep it up, dudes. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Daniel Rothberg says, I watch AEW more than WDB. A big reason for that is I find Jericho so entertaining. Is that just me? 
And does anyone, uh, does WWE have anyone like Jericho? I think they could have a lot of someones like Jericho if they allowed it, Robert, but it doesn't seem like they want to. I, I think, uh, no, you can't have anybody from a performer aspect like Jericho anymore because they're all so beaten down into the system. So how can you have anybody that is so on the money with their own stuff when you don't give anybody time to develop their own stuff? Yeah. Uh, Jam one, Ryan B. Jam says, give me a brat battle between Max Caster and John Cena. I actually think that would be very, very good. Uh, Anakin says, shout out to Alex for an amazing sour graps last night. Spiky dildo and the Dr. Seuss reading were incredible. Can't wait for the next bush or next book. <laughs> I got ahead of myself with one push, two push, face push, heel push, none of which were bush. No. But I tried to combine book and push. <laughs> yes. You did. Well, 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 listen, listen, guys. I hear you. If you're not trying to con- combine your push with your bush, <laughs> check out our friends at manscaped.com. I was going to wait a little bit, but you know what? Yeah, it's time. it's time. If you got one bush, two bush, face bush, heel bush, you want to get rid of that with manscaped it's the best in men's below the waist grooming offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels ring in the new year get the right tools for the job they're going to give you a new year's resolution you'll want to keep three perfect package 3.0 is the perfect grooming package to start off this year it's got a waterproof and skin safe trimmer that way you won't nick and snag your two best friends that way they can both be at your beach wedding and it will all go smoothly in more ways than one. Come out of quarantine with clean balls thanks to that lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce those nicks, as I mentioned. But it's going to fre- time to freshen up down there too. They got the crop preserver. I got some like right, right, right here. You know what? Maybe, maybe you want want some reviver. You want ball toner? Hot dog. They got it. You already put deodorant in your armpits. Why aren't you putting it on the smelliest part of your body? For on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver, like I just mentioned. Manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. Maybe you're on the on the road. Maybe you're 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 doing a little something in a new place. Well, get good to go with Manscaped.com, and you get twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code Fightful at Manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off and free shipping. With the code Fightful at Manscaped.com. I am a little all over the place right now, if you couldn't tell. It's been a long week. Yeah. Evan Wright wants you to read him a bedtime story. Yes, it's Wednesday. (laughs) AEW should have used Snoop in a segment with the Acclaimed instead of Private Party. I don't know. I think the way that they used it with the Acclaimed targeting him. And then backstage, we see Private Party being pressured into signing new deals with Matt Hardy. I, I didn't think that was bad. It was a little pointless. But um, what did you think of the Matt Hardy stuff, Alex? I mean, it's fine. I did appreciate him to say, don't worry, you're allowed to keep your cameos. I'm not a monster. Like, I, I thought that was that was cute. Uh, you know, this is all fine. You know, this is, this is, I, I like that I'm not really sure where this Matt Hardy thing is going because, because I feel like I have such confidence in him as a creative guy to figure out where it is going to go and may have it be great. So I'm looking forward to it. This is actually an extension of a BTE bit. So it's on BTE where Matt said, you know, when I first started in the business, the guy who got me booked wanted 66%, but I'll be fair to you guys and I'll take 30. And 
Cassidy wasn't about it, but Mark Quinn got so hyped up on just being with Matt Hardy that he's like, yeah, we'll do whatever you want. Let's go. And I think that's fantastic. I like it. Uh, I'm interested to see where it goes. It's something different. It's something outside the box. Uh, Jam on Ryan B. Jam says, hear me out. This year, uh, long-term booking, it's Babyface Dark Order who helped Hangman to beat Kenny for the title and set up Babyface Dark Order versus Heel Bullet Club. I think that's the way that we're going. I think that we're setting up Babyface Dark Order because they they were already setting up the Hangman page stuff with Dark Order the last two months, and they knew the situation as it was. I think that's that it's going to be real hard for Dark Order to be heels, Alex. Oh, absolutely. Um, they're 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 beloved at this point um, by the fans of, of this of this program. Um, uh, I, I mean, I'm I'm into it. The the whole Hangman thing. Uh, as far as like him be the one to take down Kenny, but it certainly seems like uh, the guy who's got to find four four uh, compatriots to take on the Bullet Club is Moxley at this point. We'll, we'll see. Maybe, maybe he hire, maybe he gets Page and three of the Dark Order to back him up. Evan Wright says Chuck reacting to Stokely's WWE name was amazing. <laughs> he asked me what Stokely's new WWE name was, and he laughed and called it stupid. He said that's the dumbest name I've ever heard. Uh, the Nerd Guru says, Alex, your taste in literature is top notch. Thank you. I appreciate it. Why don't y'all just put over Alex all day? I don't care if yeah. you all send the super chat. You want to <laughs> throw him a goddamn parade for all I care. Jared <laughs> <laughs> says AEW signs Sting, teases inner promotional warfare, and reunites Bullet Club. WWE, release the Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh. You know, and there's going to be inevitably people in this comment section twitter wherever saying well why are they into sting and not into goldberg because at least the sting thing so far has made complete sense it's goldberg, just him it's just him putting over a young guy and backing him up whenever he's surrounded by a bunch of heels like that's 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 fine yeah yeah uh, kevin steet says i really thought wardlow hager would be great but hager is just not good i didn't think this was bad or anything it just wasn't great if they end up teaming I think that could be kind of fun. I think that could be different. I think that's the best use of, of Hager is those two being like the two sirloin beef sons of bitches in that division. Uh, but uh, Wardlow ends up getting the win here with the F10. And then afterwards, they, they show each other respect. After this, MJF goes and checks on Jake Hager, earns his respect a little bit. Alex, uh, on commentary, Jericho said this is just them working out their issues. I like that idea, and I also like the idea of, okay, that solves the issue instead of the typical trope that we've seen in the past where people just don't seem to recover, except Cesaro and Sheamus. They did pretty well with that. Yeah, they did. They did. That was actually one of the one of the better storylines of that kind that yes. WWE's ever done. Um, I like this a lot. Um, all, all of that. I mean, not the match itself wasn't great, but I, I did love that they were like, oh, no, Wardlow's going over clean as a sheet. Like that's that's big for Wardlow. That shows something that they have hopefully some plans for him. Um, I like that they kind of buried buried it afterwards. I like that they buried it in the ring, but obviously Hager was still pissed about it. That's I like that he could be of two minds. Like I show you respect now that you have bested me, and that's it. But no, you can say that publicly, but privately be super pissed about it because you want to win. It matters exactly. to him. That's that's a nuanced character, which I feel like Jack Swagger wasn't. Personally, I feel like he wasn't really nuanced, but I, I, I like that MJF goes back there and talks to him and he earns MJF's respect as well and vice versa, because now we're all going to be lulled to sleep 
and think the inner circle is totally fine. All that beef's been squashed, and now they're going to be a cohesive unit. And then in six, eight months, a year, they are able to to do that faction splitting, and it'll be like, oh, I never saw this coming. We all thought at the beginning, when are they going to break up? When are they going to break up? Now, maybe we're supposed to think, oh, it's all fine now. And we'll be lulled to sleep. And then when they do the breakup angle, as they're eventually going to do, it'll be perfect timing for that. I always say predictable isn't bad if it's good. And one of the things I love so much about AEW is like when people ask me on a Q&A show, oh, what do you think is going to happen? What would you do here? My answer is usually going to be, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. And I like that because it's usually good. I don't have a, like, I haven't figured out their booking pattern because they don't have a pattern. They just book good stuff. In WWE, you know what's going to happen. You know when there's going to be a rematch. You know when they're going to do a match six or seven times. You know it. It's very frustrating. You know when somebody's about to lose repeatedly. Ah, man. So uh, I'm I'm very interested in seeing how this ends up. We had a weigh-in. I loved this. I loved that they were like, Darby Allen's 170 pounds, and Taz is like, he's not even that. Look at all that extra stuff he's wearing. And Cage was 270. And Darby Allen, they kept it short and sweet on the mic. That is not his strong suit. He's like, let's do this. I've dealt with people like you forever. Let's do it right now. And Sting makes the save. It's simple. I, a lot of people are like, uh-oh, uh-oh, these guys, they're cowering from Sting. How are you feeling about it, Alex? Well, I think it's more, more the fact that Sting can conjure up the snow in 53-degree Florida. Like, like Taz always genuinely seems freaked out by the concept of snow. Uh, and I think that's cool because, like, it, that could be his Achilles heel, you know? The AEW roster's like, look, see, we told you it was too cold here. We got to get to Miami. Yeah. It's snowing here. Yeah. I, I, I think this, I think this is, I mean, whether or not they're cowering from, uh, from a guy who's like 60 or are there, are they cowering in the presence of sting? Like that's, that's a, that's a different kind of thing to me. Like he has always seems kind of like otherworldly. You know what I mean? Whenever he just walks in calmly with the face paint and the baseball bat, like it's a different kind of feel. Like, I, and again, I don't want Will Hobbs and Brian Cage to start beating on Sting. I'd like him to be around for the you know another twenty years as a person. You know, like you don't need that. that he doesn't take bumps now. So I'm 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 fine with it at this point. If again, as would be the case in WWE, every week. Darby Allen is outnumbered and Sting calmly walks to the ring and the people beating up Darby fade into the into the background. If they do that for the next six weeks, I'm definitely gonna call them on it. You know yes. what I mean? You gotta get something else after a while. I church Pastor Blaster says, Happy New Year's, guys. Well, happy new year to you too. Happy New Year. By the way, Jimmy Van was back today. We did the list and your boy. Make sure you guys check that out. Listen, your boy 200 coming up in just two weeks. I cannot believe we've done 200 of that show. Uh, Evan Wright said, love that Darby and Cage have been building since like June, even with Cage not there, and they haven't wrestled 1,500 times on TV. Big fan of that. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm sure you both got feelings on this. I I tell my feelings about this all the damn time. Well, first of all, that's what happens when you have a two-hour show, and you you have other people to build, and they're cognizant of that. It's just easier to do that way. And when you have so many other players, you don't need to have these guys fighting all the time. You just don't. And they haven't run it into the ground. And because of that, next week's main event feels special. 
Yeah, I mean that's the thing is that that uh, we we watched this week on Raw three separate. The challenger has pinned the champion. With what sneaky, does this mean going with forward? sneaky pins at yeah, that? Same like, thing. It, they it feels as though uh, WWE only knows one path to get to a title match. It's challenger pins the champion in a non-title match to eventually get a title match. This like feels like it's been a feud that's been going on forever, and they've never had a one-on-one match. How is that possible? This has been like building forever. Like Darby Allen versus Cage one-on-one is a big deal because they've never done it before, and they've somehow been feuding since the spring. Uh, Anakin JMT says the redesign of the TNT title rivals the redesign of the cruiserweight title to me. Gorgeous. How'd you all feel about that? It's good. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful design. I like it a lot better than the old one anyway. Yeah, I do too. Uh, It it fits a lot better. I know what they were trying to do. They're like, ah, red, yada, yada. But yeah. mm. Yeah. And and I thought that was a good gesture of what Mm -hmm. what they did last week. Like you're never going to complain about that. Yeah. Uh, we also had after this, let me find my place. Apologies guys. Cody Rhodes defeated Matt Seidel. I liked this. This is fine. Cody Rhodes just started to spam his finisher at the end. I respect it. Why not do that? (laughs) And then afterwards, Serpentico and Luther, I was like, Oh no, are they starting this feud? (laughs) Like very, it does seem like something they do, but also I gotta say, if attacking somebody just gets you a feud with them, why wouldn't people right. like Serpentico and Luther be like, this is our shot to make yeah. an impression. I like that too. But what they did was they set up Snoop Dogg doing the worst goddamn flying splash I've ever seen. <laughs> but the fact that it was set up by Cody and Matt Seidel beating up a guy who is already low on the totem pole. I'm, I don't have a problem with this. I thought they used Snoop Dogg very, very well tonight. That will get picked up by somebody. Yeah. Somebody will pick it up. And But, I mean, let's be honest. We've seen Snoop Dogg higher than that splash on any given night. <laughs> Send your super chats right now. Well, the, the thing is, for a guy who gets high so often, his knees were buckling on that top rope. He was not comfortable up there, but he managed to do it. You know, I think that was a frog splash. I don't know. Maybe he... Uh, We'll be texting Sasha to see how he did. But my favorite thing about this is as that was happening, the other channel was playing his beer commercial. So he was on both channels at once. And Snoop Dogg is amazing. I I uh, I, I, I wish that he had been on commentary. I thought that was the whole point because of the whole thing where he did the Tyson fight uh, or the Nate Robinson fight. And um, I thought that that would have been interesting too. But I did appreciate that he, he does a, uh, a top rope splash like – like a six-year-old going off the diving board. Yes. It's, just, ah! <laughs> it's so funny. That's how a wrestler, actually a wrestler referred to him as a toddler going into the, into the pool for the first time about Gronk, <laughs> about his spot. Now, Alex, I think only you will understand this reference, but my hope is that Serpentico is able to get a screenshot and post it and say, you see, certain moments in wrestling history are so iconic that a photo sometimes does them an injustice in capturing the energy surrounding them, but these photos certainly prove otherwise, and I need Hogan, Andre, Rock Austin, (laughs) Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Serpentico Snoop. Yes. (laughs) It's still no Nia and Tamina. Yes. Uh, the title of that article was uh, <laughs> Off the Track with A-Train. Tamina thinks the <laughs> thinks she's the equivalent of Hogan or Andre is delusional. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very proud about that one. Reminder, guys, get your super chats in. 
get your question or statement read on the air. And we've got plenty of them still, but I know what you guys are saving them for, or hopefully you know what I'm saving them for. Uh, backstage, we see uh, the Marco stunt, uh, negative one thing. And then FTR come out and, and they challenge specifically Marco. I like that they specifically targeted Marco. This is going to be real good because um, Marco Stunt is very, very underrated in the ring. He has been for years. But Alex, I'm very excited to see what FTR can do with them. Yeah, I mean, FTR uh, tweeted out after the opening uh, tag match. A lot of rules being followed there. Um, so I, I still appreciate that they're keeping that alive. Yeah. Um, and I, I, on, I, I'm looking forward to it. Like it, it should be a lot of fun. I, I, the, the storyline seems to be FDR comes in overconfident and Marco stunt does some wacky stuff. And they're like, wait a minute. How is this child beating me? Um, I, I I'm, I'm very, uh, uh anything the FTR does. I'm, I've always, I've been a huge fan of theirs for five years. I'm, I'm not going to stop now. So I'm, I'm looking forward to them having matches with as many different people as they can. The revival uh, FTR can work anybody, and I'm excited to see what they do. I'm sure they will treat Marco Stunt as though he's Ricky Morton, and it'll be fantastic. Yeah, can't wait for this match. Cannot wait. Uh, <laughs> then we get Abaddon and Hikaru Shida. Abaddon does not do it for me, uh, does not check the boxes for me. A fine victim for Hikaru Shida. But I was ready to move on from this, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, it, it does. Uh, Abaddon, they did a spot underneath the ring and with the blood trail and all that. Now, this not, is the, not the, the thing. The thing about um, Amadon that that I respect is she she plays the gimmick like perfectly. Like it, it may not be for you; it's not necessarily for me. But she commits to that bit, and and that is difficult when you have something that crazy. Like we've seen in WWE when they're trying to do like, oh, look, they're crazy. They're from the depths of hell. It's usually just some corny crap. Like she fully commits to being a horror movie character. And I can respect that. I don't think they're necessarily telling stories for her in the ring that suit that necessarily. Because they had her like, oh, take a take a bite out of her thigh and then arrest hold. Like that's not necessarily the best thing. And like spooky under the ring stuff isn't going to work either. I, I appreciated her taking a kendo shot to the dome to start the whole thing and then sitting right back up. I mean, I thought that was, she does what she does very well. I don't think she's right for this spot, particularly against somebody like Sheeta. Did they advertise Baker and Thunder Rosa at all for next week? Um, I don't think they did. I don't recall that. I don't think they did. And they were supposed to, instead they announced Serena Deeb, Ty Conchi, NWA championship, which I love. Mm -hmm. And, like it looks like Ty Conchi is going to become a member of the Dark Order moving forward. Like they they tiptoed around it for a while, um, but yeah, uh, Abaddon she'll, maybe she'll get there. But I'm okay with this. It's something Denise and I spoke about. Like it's okay to have people that aren't ready go on a bit of a run and lose on the way up. A guy named John Cena did that against Brock Lesnar in 2003, and he ended up okay, as it turns out. <laughs> Show that they they earn the respect of the champion or they compete with the champion. I think there's a way to do that. It's just don't completely abuse them afterwards. Keep keep them strong, so to speak. A very young Max Holloway lost to Conor McGregor in his early in his career, and then he ended up becoming one of the best featherweights of all time. Same thing, Dustin Poirier 
lost to Conor McGregor at one point. Well, you know what? Conor McGregor's super famous. Now we got Dustin Poirier facing him in a couple weeks again. It's going to be a good time. There are ways to get around that, and I like it very much. Oh, boy. Ray Phoenix, Kenny Omega. Holy crap. Yep. This was one of the best matches of the past year, and it's something Chris Jericho put it over as such, too. And to me, it adds when Chris Jericho says something like that, when he goes, this is one of the best matches I've seen in the last year. This was unbelievable, Alex. Yeah, as as I think we kind of all expected it to be. I mean, it's Ray Phoenix versus Kenny Omega. Like those are two two of the best workers in the world, um, and and they didn't shy away from giving it giving it all the importance it would need. I don't think that if the match was 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 you know not fantastic, that the angle that followed it wouldn't have had as much you know, oomph to it. Like that's the other thing about that. I love about Kenny Omega and and him playing this heel character. Now I keep saying all the time um, when I'm reviewing uh, raw and SmackDown, sometimes I think the heel should just be the better wrestler on a given night. Not didn't have have to cheat or like, Oh, whoops. The ref's back is turned. Let me get a low blow on you. Like, yes. Roman Reigns should be able to win matches without shenanigans. He's the he's the strongest he's yes. ever been. He should be able to win an occasional match clean. That just should be he's better on that given night. That should be a part of it. That's a lot of people look back at Ric Flair and they're like, "Oh, dirtiest player of the game." He wasn't winning all of his matches in the '80s with an eye gouge or a low blow. He was just better than a lot of people. Now sometimes he did, but it's the fact that he's so much better. But he's a dick about it. That's the other thing too. Like if. The, the heel has to take a shortcut to beat the babyface challenger. That's a big deal. If the heel always takes shortcuts, no matter who he's facing, then it doesn't like, I know there's like, oh, but he's got heat because he always cheats and we hate a cheat. Well, yeah, but then it becomes kind of boring to watch their matches. I love watching Kenny Omega as a heel because I, I always feel like he's in danger of losing, and then God damn it, he turns into the best wrestler in the world and puts it away. And that's, that's the way it should feel. And that's exactly why he doesn't need to cheat. If the Miz becomes W champion next Monday and wants to cheat in every single match, right. that's okay because he's the Miz and he's never said, I'm a great wrestler. Yeah. But Kenny Omega is supposed to be the best in the world. So he should be able to win. And then when he cheats, it's, oh, I guess you're not that good, are you? It's a completely different kind of heat. So that's the reckoning a lot of people tried to have with Jinder Mahal's WWE title run. They're like, oh, well, he's cheating all the time. And I'm like, well, here's the thing. WWE isn't saying that. They're not saying, well, he went from a complete loser to top of the line because he found a way to cheat all the time. They they immediately just portrayed him as on the level, and that was an insult. This is uh, just sometimes a, a heel champion is better, and I like it. I really do. Uh, healthy... The Mountaintop says Anna Jay should not be as good as she is now. 99, a future star for sure. Probably too early for her to beat Deeb for the NWA title. I wouldn't be mad at it. Well, it's Ted Conchi uh, in that match. And who knows what they'll do with NWA. I have no idea who's under contract. Nick Aldis has has told me that they've got more people under contract than, than many realize. Yeah. So I'm inclined to believe that. Don't think that he would just tell me that to tell me that. So um, I guess we'll see. Uh, Tyrone Kidd says if they did the Sheeta Abaddon match with the DQ finish, 
because she's a monster that goes over top, I'd be more interested. Something was missing. They don't do DQ finishes there. And they, thank God for that, by the way. Yeah. If, if they were to do one, it might feel fresh because they never do one. If yeah. They, one, it, it, they maybe would actually have a storyline meaning behind it. They need Rick Knox to do it. <laughs> that would really add it. They'd go, oh, she must have done something. <laughs> Rick Knox called for the DQ. We watched him. We, we, he watched the guy get shot 42 times and didn't DQ that. <laughs> that. Uh, the nerd guru says, ain't no celebrity ever touching McAfee's run. Yeah, I mean, uh, high praise. I mean, yeah. not not exactly uh, <laughs> an insult there. I am LaLucha says, happy New Year's, fellas. Do you think Adam Page is the long-term plan to defeat Kenny's cleaner character? I yes. do. I yes. do, too. I do, and it's a good one. That's a hell of a – that's like a good – 18 month plan right there (laughs) and that's pretty awesome i miss that in wrestling unless somebody gets hotter then they'll probably pivot to them and that's fine healthy says apologies quite drunk both the future stars we appreciate you we appreciate the super chats sober or drunk grab your uh, parents credit card kids uh, <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully, if you're grabbing your parents' credit card, kids, you are not also quite drunk. <laughs> I'm not here to judge. I'm not here to tell somebody how to live their life after today. Come on, get out of here. Uh, so after this match, the freaking Good Brothers show up and they attack Phoenix. Now we see Eddie Kingston and Butcher and the Blade backstage beating up Pac and uh, Penta. Now. This does a, a whole lot of different things. And this is one of those things, guys, that AEW is so good at. Mm-hmm. They are setting up Omega and Pac for the future. They're setting up Pac and Eddie Kingston for the future. They are setting up Good Brothers and whoever in the future. All of these ingredients have been thrown into one pot now. And they all have reason to have issue with each other, Alex. Uh, then after all that, the big reveal Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman. Yep. Those bright-eyed, blonde baby faces. Good for them. Well, I, I, like I mentioned about Luther and Serpenti- Serpentico or Serpentico earlier, why wouldn't they? They're like, you know what? We're going to take out these big, bad sons of bitches. We're going to make names for ourselves. Instead, they get super kicked by the Young Bucks after the Young Bucks were trying to smooth everything over. And then we get it all around. Right. Too sweet. Yes. Lots of feelings about this. This is all just the post-match. Robert, let's hear your take on this. The, the <sighs> too sweet. I mean, they didn't say Bullet Club. They're not going to say Bullet Club, but they, they own the elite. That's all they need. That so, famous hand sign. Yes. Did they say that? Yes. They did. They really <laughs> did. The hand sign. That famous hand sign. It's so Jericho, too, the one who was not afraid last week to go, Eric Rowan. Rowan, he doesn't work here. Rowan. He probably got careful about that. So very yeah. careful this tonight. Well, they they definitely don't own the hand sign. This was such a hot ending. And not to call you out, Sean, but I must say throughout this entire review, you've skipped over any mention of John Moxley. Oh, so- yes. Okay. So yes, I have. Uh apologies. I was I was hoping to set that up here. But he, he comes out and cuts a promo. And I love it because he's like I'm not here to complain. Sometimes you just got to take it. And uh, he says he could go after Kenny Omega and that shitty used car salesman, Don Callis. But he promises that uh, Kenny will beg for mercy. You have one unheard message. 
Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. One day. Moxley comes out, he's got his barbed wire bat, and he gets beaten down. Yeah. Um, this was fantastic. The only thing I don't like about this, and this is becoming a running theme for me on this podcast and any podcast, is Don Callis. This is shades of like Double J joining Bullet Club. Scott Demore put on a shirt once. I, I don't need Callis as the mouthpiece for the Bullet Club, especially now that it's really looking like the original group, or at least shades of it. They all look good. They all have titles. The Bucks are heels. They'll tell you they're not. They'll tell you it's uh, antiquated or shades of gray. It doesn't matter. This was good. They all did the two sweet. I think this is where people want to see them. Let's go with the Bucks as heels, because then you've got uh, Jurassic Express. Then you've got a babyface FTR who can easily get inside a War Games match with John Moxley and help them take down the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega. I, this was so good that I texted in the work chat, oh, they just ran away with it. The world title match is still on NXT, and they just ran away with the night. And nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But as uh, Botch Club says, what an ending to both shows. Much needed for both. Love it. Fan of you, Sean Ross. Check myself and the family wrestling daily on it. Don't promote your stuff. You can't do that. Can't promote stuff in the Super Chats. All due respect. Thank you for your super chat, but you, you got to pay for an ad spot if you're wanting to do something like that. Uh, Anakin says, bit nitpicky, but I felt Jericho took away a little bit from the too sweet moment with his commentary. Felt on the nose and Michael Cole-esque. That's a very good comparison, Alex. Yeah, it is. I, I, I think Jericho knew exactly what he was doing, but I also appreciated that um, that he's in there. Like Basically, he's, he's, a, he's a voice of AEW, and the way they're promoting it at this point is that these these all oh, these turncoats, Omega and the Bucks have sided with Don Callis and the Evil Good Brothers. Yeah. Um. And and they're Shivani. Like, whose side are you on? I'm on the side that wins. I just <laughs> love that that's who Jericho is at this point. Um. I uh, this was this was all interesting to me, and I I I appreciated the 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 ascending like brawl that happened, where like we're gonna beat down um. What well, a I love that Eddie Kingston hates Pac and hates the Pentagon yes. and, and Phoenix. He's not joining forces with Don Callis, he's just using them as an end to himself. If they beat the hell out of Phoenix, that's good for, for Eddie Kingston. If Eddie Kingston keeps Pac 
and Penta in the back. That's good for Don Callis. A handshake deal, that's all. This means we're good joining forces. I like I like when heels work together because it benefits their own ends, and that's it. Not like, oh, we're a tag team now. That's good. I also love the guys, the young guys coming out to help and back up Phoenix. And they get they're the ones who take all the big spots, the double yeah. kick, power bomb to the table. Those are the guys who should be taking those bumps. It's a it's a really good, it sets them up as also like young go-getters and earnest do-gooders and maybe in the future we'll look back and go hey wasn't that crazy that was griff garrison and brian pillman jr in that spot 15 years ago yes yeah. uh myron kid says little nitpicky where's swan and motor city don't they have a match in two weeks well they're probably at home is the thing like they're not brought into AEW shows like it would it makes sense why they're not there because they're not AEW wrestlers the reason that the good brothers were there is because omega gave them the head up heads up and he's like hey come on to the show so, I mean, they couldn't have predicted that. Rob says, apologies to AEW fans and Snoop Dogg. I think Snoop got that dive from watching my backyard wrestling matches. Tony has to stop the, it's Sting. I love it. I, I love it. You're not going to get me to agree with that. I think that's one of the easiest pops you can get. It always works on me. If I was going to be nitpicky, one thing. They're really doing the whole, oh, the band. The band is getting back together. And I got PTSD from 2010 TNA. Yep. Where that that was the best you could do. Well, hey, man. let me tell you, if that's the case, they got to add Eric Young to it, Robert. Uh, it, that did. does work. You know, it's like they did TNA. Uh, we've got a bunch more super chats. John Doe says, "Would it make sense if Moxley teamed up with Swan and Motor City?" Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think that a lot of things would make sense. I hope they do it. What I would love to see, actually, I'll, I'll wait because there's a super chat uh, that that kind of references it. Uh, Nerguru says, in a perfect world, the tribal chief and the Messiah would be there to save Moxley. Yeah, in the perfect world, yeah. we'd be doing S.H.I.E.L.D. with, with Angle as their fourth. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with Angle and, and Triple H as their, as their fourth and fifth yeah. against Bullet Club. That would be enormous. Yeah. Like, God, I, I just wish that Vince McMahon would wake up one day and go, God damn it, pal. I want to do something good for people. And he's like, "Oh, there's something good for people. I want to build ten fucking hospitals." And and he calls up Tony Khan, and he's like, "Goddamn, pal, let's fill up a hundred and fifty thousand seats." And they did AEW New Japan. They had this summit. They did something like that, and they built like ten goddamn hospitals for people, and did something like that. Like that's that's the dream. That's that's no. my dream. And here's what I love, Alex. I haven't truly dreamed of something like that since WCW days. Because yeah. it wasn't happening with TNA. No. It was not going to happen. Not when they're like, the most of it was like, well, we'll trade you Ric Flair for Christian for a night. <laughs> uh, Evan Wright says, Mox, Hangman, and Ibushi, and Motor City. Versus, uh, like, I, and, and the Blood and Guts thing. I see it. Here's the thing. Any ingredients, I'm probably going to be happy with and yeah. people are putting over the impersonation i got a pretty good 2021 vince mcmahon impersonation <laughs> it's very very good My 99 one isn't good but <laughs> rough sound, rough sounding vince is yeah. I, I got that one good brothers versus lucha brothers who you got i don't know if they would mix very well i don't know if that'd be a great match no it's it's it sounds better in your head than it would actually appear on the screen i think they just they have brothers in the name, but I think yes. the match wouldn't be that good. Yeah, and I think Good Brothers would be booked to win that. 
Yeah. Uh, you what, mate? Says <laughs> both the AEW and NXT had an awesome show. Something we needed after what had gone on t- uh, earlier today. Amen to that, my friend. Yes. Um, Nerd Guru says, unintentionally, the great stuff is Bullet Club reuniting while the creator of Bullet Club is having a banger on the other show. I want to send that into the other chat uh, or the other super chat. Delo says, good show by both. We can also appreciate we got Bullet Club representing on both AEW NXT with the ending. Perfect yeah. world. Perfect world here, Robert, Alex. WWE is like, you know what? Let's get AJ, Finn Balor, Adam Cole together, and we'll do a bit of our own. And we got all them tweeting at each other like, oh, we're taking it all over. A little bit of a wink-wink like, oh, it's all one big thing. We're just separated by this. Very much how like NWO and DX were at times when DX would drive up to a door and say, where's our buddies at? Let us see our friends. Yeah. Robert, I think that would be very cool. And I think uh, the guys running NXT, the other show on Wednesday nights, would probably go, please do that. I'd get a kick out of that because we did that. You're welcome. Yes. Uh, th- yeah, there's yeah one certain guy who's pretty familiar with that situation. Or, yeah. or a couple. Uh, two or three. Hell, okay, you're right. Everybody running NXT is pretty familiar with that, except for Scotty Too Hotty. He never did that. Uh, DGMC says... Uh, anyone disappointed Snoop didn't get high with Seidel? You don't know what they did behind the, behind the I would love it if Seidel was like, listen, have you ever tried like Spice? Because that's what he got suspended for like six times back in the day was that that synthetic horse shit, which was illegal in WWE, but real stuff wasn't. Well, guys, we've got NXT as well. A reminder, quick plug, twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, new project. Uh, you can already go over there and subscribe to it. We did a Wrestle Kingdom watch along. It was just a blast watching that with Robert DeFelice and Joel Pearl. So please go over there and check that out. Also, begging you, my friends, youtube.com slash Fightful Scraps. That is our clip show. Uh, you guys have, have spoken. We're going to start adding clips from our shows, probably some older stuff in there uh, as opposed to newer stuff. Don't exactly have the time right now to clip individual shows here and there, but uh, we'll get to it. But youtube.com slash Fightful Scraps. NXT, Karrion Cross defeated Damian Priest. Looks like bye-bye Damian Priest, Robert, according yeah. to my Fightful Life Report today. <laughs> That's right. And this was a good match. I think Cross is great. The one thing I kept thinking was, wow, like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, this would have been a main event of a big-time pay-per-view. Look at the size of these guys. And... The business has changed a lot, but these two, they get it. And Cross is really, really good. The gimmick is as fun as ever. You know, Scarlet is fun on the entrance. I don't like his finisher. I don't like it. It feels very, uh, it's like a dud for him. He's such a big guy. He could do so much more. Why is he just sort of casually hitting it on the back of the head? And that's somehow enough to put down Priest? It just didn't feel right to me. I also don't always like that WWE's farewell to people is, well, let's beat them on NXT. Yep. And then we're going to thrust them into the main roster and they'll be just fine. Mm-hmm. I well, mean, I get, I get Alex, the, you got to put somebody over on the way out thing. Oh, absolutely. But he ain't on the way out. He's on the same network as Monday night raw. Exactly. <laughs> the, yeah. That's the problem is that, is that when they, and when they call him up, like, um, who knows what he'll be presented as? Like, will it be the same? I'm assuming it'll be the same type of character, but who knows? I mean, like, the, the, and 
well, they they called up Robert Roode after being an absolute complete horrible guy in NXT, and he showed up on NXT, on the main roster. And he was like, "I'm the happiest I've ever been to be a babyface," <laughs> and they didn't make any 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 mention of it. Like they forget that we're watching the same program, especially now where it's on the same network. Um, uh, Priest uh, goes up, and you know you got to put the guy uh, put the guy over on your way out. I understand they did the same thing with Keith Lee. Um, speaking of Keith Lee, like it felt like of the of the marquee opponents that Cross has had, Priest got in way more offense, certainly than Champa, and more way more than Keith Lee when Keith Lee was defending the NXT title against him. Like this was was the most offense they've allowed anybody to get against against Cross, which speaks well for how much they they like uh, Damian Priest and want to keep him looking yeah. good going up to the main roster. So whatever spot. They've got for him on the main roster must be a big one. I'm just saying, yeah, I can't wait for Vincent McMahon to really discover Damian Priest. And by that, I mean everybody who's watched him since Ring of Honor knows how awesome he is. But Vince is going to discover him soon. He's going to be like, oh, goddamn, pal. Yeah, meaning (laughs) you can't wait for Vince McMahon to watch one of the shows under his own umbrella. Yes. I can't either. He's going to take one look at Damian Priest and go, uh, Mark, you want to do one more? Uh, they <laughs> get you for one more. I, I'm just saying, man. Like, and and in my own conversations with Damian Priest in the past, he's like, it's one of those things where I, I can relate to him. He's like, man, I wasted a lot of years not taking things seriously, but I'm glad because it showed me what I was missing out on, type of thing. And then when it got serious, he got real serious. Damian Priest is so good, and they book him so bad in NXT. So for all the people that would often say, oh, he'll he'll get ruined on the main roster. Not worse than he did here. Not worse than, and I'll repeat, him getting over because he beat people's asses and did cool moves. And then as soon as they turned him baby faces, they said, we will literally let the air out of his tires on the air. They had Cameron Grimes beat his ass and slash his tires. That is not how you book a baby face. Rough. Yeah. Rough man, uh, but I love Carrying Cross. I love Damian Priest, uh, but yeah, um, I don't like the running forearm. Maybe maybe it'll grow on me. You know what? You know what else I didn't like? I didn't used to like the Rainmaker. Back in the uh, day, that's fair. I, I still think he can come up with something, even if it's a well, submission. Straight jacket submission. He was yeah before yeah. he went away. So maybe they'll go back to that. You know, but that's that's like a main roster mentality. Everybody needs a non-submission finish if you're going to yeah. be a big deal. Dusty Tag Team Classic is back. Yes, sir. Love it. Love it. Admittedly, when Gargano, uh, we'll go ahead and talk about Gargano and, and Theory. I thought that he was about to say they were entering the Royal Rumble for, for a moment. I was like, oh, man. What do you what do you think about the Dusty Tag Classic? And what do you think about the uh, about the way? The Dusty Tag Classic is one of the greatest inventions that NXT's ever done. The teams here, you got Era, Brizongo, Imperium, Grizzled Young Vets, according to Vic Joseph, but they weren't in the graphic, but neither were the way. The way will be a fun team. I think they get out early. I kind of see Era going all the way. Maybe Cole takes the back seat and does the tag team thing this uh, for the early part of the year, I could live with that, and this will at least lead to some fun matches. Yeah, um, 
So this did lead to a match by or a match with a mixed tag match rather, Shotzi and Kushida against Johnny and Candice. Kushida and Shotzi get the win. Uh, how'd you feel about this one? Uh, Kushida has been wasted. How long has he been there? I don't know, but he's been wasted for a lot of it. And anything that puts him in a title picture, please sign me up. Yeah, I'm, 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 go ahead. Sorry. I wanted to say that, uh, you know, Shotzi coming in with a tank and then shooting its projectile directly into Austin Theory's nuts. And then later they lose the match because Austin Theory gets in the way and winds up taking a nut shot. If, if part of his new gimmick as uh, Gargano's young boy is that he just takes a lot of nut shots, I'm totally here for it. The, yeah, yeah. Shots to uh, to Austin Theory, please. I, I did like him going. Hold on, there, Mike Wazowski. I appreciate a good <laughs> Pixar reference. Yeah, uh, but this was very good. Uh, looking back at Kushida's history, he did lose the match against Theory and Gargano, but he did. I don't think he got pinned. I think Leon Ruff did. Yeah, right. Um, he has not been pinned since like September, and that's how you build a contender. You have him beat Cameron Grimes and Timothy Thatcher and Arturo Huas and and win this match, and you have him beat Velveteen Dream and Tony Nese and all these people, and, and Champa and Dream both. You build them, and now I want to see this really protected guy against this champion. That's what I want to see, man. I yeah. also want to uh, mention that Dexter Loomis booked this match <laughs> hours in advance because he drew a caricature of the matchup and, and put it up on the big screen, and I'm sorry, Garganos, them's the rules you got to abide by him. If the man draws the caricature hours ago, you got to have the match. And he rang the bell, and that's all you need. That's all you do. I hope that's his gimmick. He was, he was also on commentary for the match, which I looked up from watching AEW and just saw Loomis staring into the ring on commentary with the headset and everything, and I was I lost it. I, I Think of uh, I could think of worse things than psychic artist Dexter Loomis, yeah, who who like draws things and like Johnny walks by and he sees it and he's <laughs> like, Oh no, he manifests your future in his yes. drawings. I like that idea a lot. And then Johnny's like, No, 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 draw something else, draw this, draw this. <laughs> like Johnny's and that could start like a little feud with them or something yeah, like that. Sure, uh, female Dusty Rhodes tag classic, yeah, sweet, good. Now, here's the thing. Tie it into the women's tag title. Oh, yes. No, the no, absolutely. A women's tag title shot. They, whoever wins the women's Dusty Classic NXT should have that match and beat whoever is the tag champions for those titles. And then that's a way of getting NXT on the other two shows. The winners of the Dusty Rhodes Female Classic should be Dakota and Raquel. And they, they are absolutely main roster ready to go up and defend those titles. I can see a Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan match against those two that could be bonkers. Well, that's the thing. I want them in the tournament. I want them. I would love that too. I want them to pop up on SmackDown in Adam Pierce's office and him saying, I'll consider it. And we don't know what it's about, yeah. but him saying, I'll consider it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, maybe next week on, on NXT, we see Regal. Oh, thanks, Adam. Uh, I, I like that idea. Yeah. Click. And then we're like, what? I, I, that's the type of little thing I want. And then Riot Squad are in this goddamn tournament, and it leads to the finals, Raquel and Dakota, Riot Squad, as the main event of an NXT show. I love that. Except the Riot Squad has been winning tag team matches on the main roster. No. They should be given a title shot because they're winning matches on the main roster. You're right. Uh, Regal is saying the depth of our female roster, and I'm excited about this. Obviously, we know we've got... Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro. That's one of them. Uh, 
Raquel and Dakota. I don't know if they signed the Sea Stars t- uh, Impact, but if they no. didn't, I'd like WWE to come in and go. One of, one of them did uh, did AW Dark, didn't they? Uh, that's right. Yeah. And so I, I want WWE to come in and just, all right, come on, we've got a spot for you. Yeah. This could be so much fun. And they also paired this with the announcement of a takeover on Valentine's Day. And I like that. You know what we want. Everybody wants it. They yeah. want St. Valentine's Day Massacre. And I think NXT will give it to you. How, has there ever been a, a more fondly remembered one-time name? I mean, that was perfect. And we all I don't remember anything from that show. But, okay, I, I would now that I think of it. But everybody remembers Vince. They remember Austin in that black cage. Oh, my God. Let's. I wish they would bring back the friggin' bar cage for NXT too. I'm sure the wrestlers don't want the wrestlers it back. Wrestlers do not. They don't want it back. Much like the six sided ring in TNA years ago, they didn't want that back. But I would love to see that back. Lean into this nostalgia if you own it, but but update it, make it fresh. I'm yeah. all for it. Nerd Guru says put Priest with Roman as reported by Sean. He fits. I didn't report that he was going to be with Roman. I reported that as of earlier this week, he was planned for a call up. I don't know what he's going to do. FightfulSelect.com, please support us. Uh, Alec Farmer says, Cole and O'Reilly versus Fish and Strong in the finals. Thoughts? That sounds like a, a hoot, but Fish ain't, re- Fish ain't going to be ready, though. No, that's unfortunate. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Nerd Guru says, all for it, but don't need Charlotte and NXT again. Yeah, uh, super great that they were like, you know what? She can't take a pin at In Your House, but she can take a pin to Peyton Royce on <laughs> Legends Night. <laughs> Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Zaya Lee defeated Katrina Cortez. I believe that's the former Catalina. I think uh, so. This entrance was something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bobby? This, this is, uh, what, what has this been? At least two months of this build for Zaya Lee. Either way, love this presentation. They have trademarked like 15 or 16 things related to Chinese symbols and uh, the witch. And all these different terms, they are clearly invested. Xia Lee is now impervious to pain. Boa is now her corner man. I like everything about this. So far, Alex, I know you suffered through a lot, but it no. looks like the payoff was worth it. Well, l- listen, I'm I'm all for it. I always feel like felt like her debut was going to be impressive. Now it becomes how do you book this? Like if if she's if she's straight up, like if you obviously the, the Catalina at this point. Uh, the former Catalina portrayed kind of as a jobber in this match. We'll see uh, who she faces when she has stiffer competition. But if she's just rolling through people, she's got to wind up in the title picture. And then at, at what point do you, do you, do you pull the trigger on her? Like, what do you do? Also Boa is there as well. Looking like he's part, he's, he's in the matrix. I thought all the, all the, the I absolutely admire their commitment to the bit. Yes. Like, you're going to do this, do it all out, and they totally did. And that spinning head kick that she nailed to win the match, damn! Real like, you know, matches like that, absolutely, I'm all here for it. I just don't know what the legs are on, on a gimmick like this, how far it can take you. I think uh, it's all depending on the reveal of whomever is in the yeah. chair. Yep. And it's going to, I think it'll go very far. Xia Li has a vicious finisher, looks a lot better than uh, Cross's forearm. 
She wanted to do the kickboxing thing late last year. And I think they said, yeah, use those legs here. <laughs> they did. They did. So uh, I had reported on Select. They didn't know until it emerged online. Not only did they not know, the promoter who booked her did not know. He was like, I had no idea she was a wrestler. And she was like off put. She's like, why can't I do this? Like she was upset, didn't understand it. Nobody there was surprised, but I heard stories all throughout last year that she specifically went to Triple H and she said, put me on TV. I'm ready. I don't care if I've got a giant push, but I'm ready. I thought this was a very unique way to rebirth somebody that has been losing, losing, losing. So it's a way that she can put over a bunch of people. And now it's like, oh, well, she underwent this stuff. She's scared to lose now. So she's going to keep winning. Uh, Also, wild that. Catalina was supposed to be called up like a year ago. And she was. She's on the main roster with Sin Cara out of nowhere. And then just nothing. She would be at she was at some of the pandemic era shows, but that's it. Uh, Mercedes Martinez video package. Can't wait for her. She's great. Yeah. I, how, I don't know how they messed her up the first time around or the second. Thank God they pulled her away from retribution. Thank God. Pulled herself away from it. She pulled herself away from it. And she's the smartest employee that company has. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but this is going to be fun. I'm assuming she takes the title off of Shirai at TakeOver. That's where I would go with it at least. Well, we had uh, Santos Escobar retaining his championship, defeating Grand Metalik. I like this. I cannot be interested in Santos Escobar right now outside of the ring. They fumbled this. This was looking so cool. We were all so excited about it. But uh, what do you think about the match, Robert? Uh, poor Metalik. Three matches and, and the, the streak ends. But this was good. And it reminded me that, damn, he's really good at the high-flying stuff. He did an acai moonsault, and he jumped so far in the air. Great match. Santos Escobar. Should be a main roster gimmick. He is, he's essentially carrying an anchor around his waist right now because they just don't care about the cruiserweight title, even when they want to tell you that they do. I don't know what happened to Kurt Stallion's cruiserweight title shot. He is now in the Dusty Cup. Yeah. But it's, it's very weird. But I like Santos Escobar. Get the title off of him, move him up somewhere because he is ready to be a television star. Yeah, I I wait for the day that we get a dominant cruiserweight champion, and I think that like Pac would have been perfect for it. He was. Well, I he mean, was. No, 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 not not that. That then goes nose to nose with whoever the world champion yeah. is. And go, I don't give a shit how big yeah. I am or how big you are. Yeah. I'm better than you. We just got different titles. I I pitched this uh, a while ago that the cruiserweight should be able to trade in that title for a shot at the world title. Option C. And, and, yeah, and and if if he if he wins, he's the world champion. If he loses, the cruiserweight title goes up in abeyance, and they do a tournament for it or a big yeah. big ladder match scrum. That, that that the champ that just lost that title match, he can be back in that tournament. But it, but just want to say, Alex, should want to be that. You share a brain with Austin Aries. That's the gimmick that he started in TNA. There you go. You and Austin Aries, just two peas in a pod, you know. We th- we think alike about about most things. Sure, I'll, I'll, have, I'll have to Google what his thoughts are on many things, and I'm sure that he and I are sympathetic. Tell me, what kind of promise ring did you get your now wife? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, <laughs> pop myself with that one. Got to find my spot again. Uh, Timothy Thatcher, Tommaso Champa didn't happen tonight. 
Uh, Thatcher was not cleared. I'm bummed. I love Fight Pit. It did take quite a bit from this show because they had to switch it up. It didn't feel as much of a pay-per-view show because of that, because they had to switch it up, but whatever. My only issue with this was after, you know, the sites were beginning to report, hey, they're not uh, advertising this anymore, and the link was going to a dead page. They're going, uh, William Regal is in a meeting. And then like two hours later, they go, William Regal is out of the meeting. We will have an update on the update on the update. And I just announced that it's off. So that's a bit of annoying habits. They have a social media, but yeah, this sucked. And in, in this era, like I've not seen anybody reasonable get mad when something's canceled. We all just understand. We all understood with the Brody Lee thing. Okay. Move the entire show. There's more important shit with COVID. We just get it. We just understand. When I was talking to Court Bauer and I was like, okay, you film two months, three months of TV at a time. What if somebody gets COVID? He's like, well, we'd probably just say it unless it was somebody like Mads Kruger or somebody like that who we don't want to portray that way. We would just say and we would hope that people would understand because we're in these times. I don't know if the guy's got COVID or anything. I'm just saying this day and age, we kind of understand sometimes – Sometimes this just happens and it's unfortunate and uh, hope that Timothy Thatcher or Chompa or whatever ingredient of that couldn't really make it is okay. Uh, Bronson Reed says 2020 will be a colossal year. I'm sure it will be. I I like Bronson Reed, but they're kind of wasting their time with him and I'm worried that he's going to be pigeonholed into he can't win anything. He's two stop and start for me. Very much. Uh, Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez was not stop and start. This was a sirloin beef sons of misses match. Holy crap balls. If they went to a double 10 count, I would have been like, okay, all right, fine. Even though I think that Raquel should have won. She did win. One of the most hilarious spots was Rhea Ripley doing the suck it swanton onto a catering table. This is unbelievable, Robert. This is the reason that when Jeremy said in the chat, which show do you want to cover? I said, NXT. This was this match was it, and it delivered. They are so good, and I think it's Alex who's been saying they need to fight until the end of time, because they do. And uh, fun fact, when they got to the final spot, and it looked for a second that they were going to do, oh, they both couldn't make it. I said, oh my God, they're going to throw Rhea and Raquel into the fight pit. Uh, that, that's where my mind was going. I, they'll give it to somebody. They'll give it to them. They are so good together. They seem like they are fighters. They are threats. And this feels like an athletic competition between two women who just want to prove they're the best. And God forbid we saw more of that in wrestling. This is this is what got Rhea Ripley over, Robert, was this. Her fighting people. Not yeah. the old... Well, you say you're going to fight somebody. Well, that yeah. shit did not get her over. Her coming out and them doing the, the same stuff they did with Drew, where she's like, oh, well, I'm going to smile now. I'm the champion. Sure, you can smile, whatever. I don't give a shit. Her beating up people and fighting people got her over. And for some people, that's just what does it. Then you develop the other dimensions, but you don't make them the same as everybody else. I hope they don't. As me and Alex call, I hope they don't cricket wireless Raquel Gonzalez. Because 
We saw it coming a few years ago with Braun. We knew that he'd be sitting there saying, get the nation's leading uh, wireless service cricket. We promise it's as good as Verizon. It actually doesn't suck at all. (laughs) We knew it was going to happen, and it did. He was teaming with a with a child within months. Yep. I don't want that to happen with Raquel. She's special. So was Rhea. And they've been given a second chance with her. Now, we've seen them fuck up about nine with Bray. So anything <laughs> possible. <laughs> my, my fear with Rhea is that they will because they'll go, but she's so over that she'll always be over and we can do whatever we want because she's over. And no, here's the thing. You, you just about crushed her last year. And if you screw it up again, people are going to run like hell. And I don't think that after a match like this one that you can possibly do that. For the love of God, Dakota Kai comes running in with a kendo stick and the poor woman gets shoved into a locker. And- do you think Denise believed that spot? <laughs> I, I don't think that she knows that they exist. I, 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 I think I think she's like, wait, I I don't. I just see Dakota Kai just sitting there. There's there's nothing around her, not because that doesn't exist. Yeah, Nerd Guru says Raquel is everything Nia Jax wishes she could be. I doubt Nia Jax wishes she could be Raquel. I bet WWE does though. Yeah. Um. And and nothing wrong with that. It, it, they got Raquel and Damian Priest, who are upgraded Baron and Nia for sure. Yeah, this, for sure. This was this was one of my most anticipated matches uh, that I can remember. It absolutely delivered all the big spots. Uh, I love the finish. The, the the if one of them had to win, the right one absolutely won. Uh, if if this is if this felt this felt kind of send off kind of mm-hmm. thing for me for Rhea, I feel like she's she's. A, Certainly, if they debuted her in the Royal Rumble and she eliminated like 15 women, I wouldn't be surprised. Like that kind of a thing. Um, that's fine. Uh, but like Raquel has had an incredible push over the last couple of months. Uh, she pinned EO in war games. Um, she she had this amazing match. I, I really am looking forward to what they do. And as I said, like I think that I hope both these women wrestle for 15 more years. They rekindle this feud over and over again. They reunite as tag champs yeah. for a while. They go into the Hall of Fame on the same night and induct each other. They're great yeah. together. When yeah. I mentioned the Baron Corbin Nia comparison, that that shouldn't be the case. That's WWE's fault. That ain't Baron and Nia's fault. Uh, I mean, they they should be booked to accentuate the positives. Yeah, Baron should have uh, run through Raw Underground, but that's another story. Uh, I'm now beginning to fantasy book in my mind, <laughs> that the final three of the Women's Royal Rumble should be what the match at WrestleMania last year should have been, and that's Bianca, Charlotte, and Rhea Ripley. Yeah. And Rhea gets Charlotte over. She does the Hulk Hogan Sid 92 spot, and Bianca dumps oh. Rhea. And I don't want to see that spot. I hated that spot. Loathe at least it will make sense because Charlotte's actually a heel. Uh, yeah. But this yeah. is where it should go. Yeah. Reminder, guys, get your super chats in. Please leave us a thumbs up. That really, really helps. But we are uh, at the main event. Finn Balor retained his NXT championship by defeating Kyle O'Reilly via submission. If they were doing that, I don't know why they had to run it back. I get it. It's a great match. But why run it back already? Other than that, fantastic match. Uh, Trainers were checking on Kyle O'Reilly during and after the match. WWE has both been sent to the hospital. I don't know how much that's kayfabe or real. Well, they said hospital because it's NXT and they have hospitals. Yes. Robert, uh, how how do you feel about this one? I, I mean, we we expected it was going to be a good match, of course. Of course. I mean, it's 
basically as easy as two plus two, that it's going to be a good match. It was taken a little bit aback by midway when I'm looking at AEW, but these two guys beat the crap out of each other. And these two guys should do this forever, but I feel like this is the last time we'll get it in any good fashion because they'll try to run it back one day on SmackDown and it'll end in about four minutes and 50 seconds with a roll-up. And that's okay, but here's, here's the it's thing. It's not really. It's uh, not okay. When I say it's okay, I mean I am numb to it, is what I should say. <laughs> there you go. There you uh, go. That's like when people said, Sean, why aren't you mad about Goldberg coming back? Because I knew he had a two-year deal with two matches per year on it. I knew it was going to happen. It's like knowing the date you're going to die. Like, yeah. ah, well, okay. At least I can prepare for such a thing. I was prepared emotionally and mentally for it. Yeah, um, this is taken away a little bit by them really going hard on the Peter Dunn and the uh, Finn Balor gimmick. And you knew Kyle wasn't going to win. I think he should have because for some reason they're teasing that Adam Cole wants, you know, oh, I'm happy with everybody else getting the spotlight. I'm okay with this. But they're trying to say he's not. But if he is, then there's no reason to be doing this. With that being said, where do you go with Kyle now? Kyle. I do appreciate Adam Cole's restraint in not turning heel tonight and breaking up the Undisputed Era because I don't think America could have taken another betrayal of sacred norms on this. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, Alex, tell the people where they can find you. You can find me at Alex Sourgraps on the Twitter. And on uh, Tuesdays and Saturdays, uh, I apparently mock up fake Dr. Seuss books and read them. About a fantasy booking Vince McMahon's retirement because I'm just so sick of watching the stuff that he books. I can't wait till you uh, read Stomp on Pop, which is just people getting <laughs> their pushes killed. Yeah. And it, it'll be great. Uh, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Dude Police. You can find me every day here on Fightful all this week because there's extra stuff. You'll find me at all hours of the day on Fightful, and it's great. I got a bunch of interviews this week, guys. Um, I think it's I think I'm going to drop the Royal Rumble feature. I'm aiming for Monday the 18th. This is a big deal to me. It's called Inside the Royal Rumble. I'm hoping to put together a video companion piece for it. But I have spent honestly the best uh, the last 4 years putting together inside stories from exclusive interviews from Fightful about the Royal Rumble, how it's put together, stories from behind the scenes, uh things that maybe you've never heard about. Over 8,000 words. I've talked to over a dozen wrestlers about this. Sunday, I have a Danny uh, Danny Limelight interview dropping. Uh, he is bursting onto the scene. He's been on AW, New Japan. He did UWN stuff. So check that out. I'll close by saying, guys, Robert, Alex, if Larry the Cable Guy had a favorite NXT wrestler, do you know who it'd be? Cameron Graves. Peter Dunn. Until oh. next time, <laughs> we're out. <laughs> Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. 
To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.